Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show.
going into the age of doing their, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. communion yeah. and stuff. So we all had the to make sacraments, yes. yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, that, that's awesome. So, uh, since 2019, Catholics, and you've got four boys at St. Joseph Catholic School in Wasahatchee. First of all, the parish itself. Of course, uh, I love Father, Father James uh, Yamuchi, the, uh, the pastor. He's a dear friend. I was, the first time I ever went to St. Joseph Waxahachie was last year. Uh, Father James allowed me to come out to the beginning of, uh, of 2022, and I was surprised how big it was, because I thought it was going to be a little tiny church, but it's, it's, it's a big community, isn't it? It's very large, and actually next year we'll be celebrating our 150th Wow. Anniversary. Okay. So, yeah. yes, in the Ellis, we were one of the first churches in Ellis County. Um, it's beautiful. We have our big sanctuary. We have our old chapel. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I got a tour of the whole oh, yeah. campus by Father James, and I was amazed <laughs> at all there was. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. Okay, so uh, so St. Saint, Saint Joseph, Waxahachie, beautiful. It's a beautiful city as well. I think there's a lot to do there. I always say, you know, just go on down there, get a and b and spend a weekend in Waxahachie. My wife and I have been talking about doing that for some time now. And then go to Mass at St. Joseph. So um, tell us about the school, because this is what the fundraiser is on the 29th is going to be raising funds for, is the school itself, right? Yeah, so St. Joseph Catholic School, it's a small parish school in in Ellis County. We service all of Ellis County. Um, We have a big um, Catholic community in Ennis, um, Waxahachie, Midlothian. Um, We have about 160 students. Mm -hmm. Um, I would... I'm going to be confident in this statement that we have the best teachers and the best staff. And so um, it's, just an, it's just a small, intimate school. Yeah. So, uh, and it's K through eight. Is that K right? K through eight, yes. Okay. And so I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, uh, I'm thinking in Moxahatchee, most of the graduates, I guess they probably, maybe Bishop Dunn or Lynch or I don't know where, where they go, but, you know, it's probably some Jesuit and, uh, and yes. that. So, all right. So on the 29th, uh, which is a week from Saturday, at the Waxahachie Civic Center, you guys are going to have a, a casino night. And you are the chairperson of this event, is that right? It takes a team. Um, there's a, several of us, but there's two main moms that have dedicated um, several hours and their lives to, to making mm-hmm. sure. This is our first time to bring the casino night off campus. Yeah. Like you mentioned, our campus is pretty big. So um, not only are we you know, focusing on our event, but we want to make our church and school proud. Yeah. to our communities. So. It seems like there's a lot going on at that parish. I remember mm-hmm. Father Father James, of course, has the, 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 the chili cook-off, uh, which happened you know, around around the Epiphany, right, uh, in, in, in January. And then didn't, didn't y'all, uh, he, I remember he showed me pictures like like a gingerbread making contest or something. Did you, did, were you part of that or did you see that? I was not a part of that. We were out of town, but Father James has brought a lot of, this is the first annual, uh, and it's, <laughs> first been, this, it's yeah. been amazing because he has brought life back into our parish. Yeah, that is awesome. So tell us about the event. I I don't know if I've ever been to a casino night. I've, I've been to casinos. I used uh-huh. to live in Jackson, Mississippi, and I used to go to Vicksburg every now and then, like the real casinos. But what what uh, what will be going on, and what will be some of the attractions at the event? I understand what you're going as a convert to have casino nights at a church. I was kind of in shock too, but <laughs> scandalous. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a fun event, uh, fully catered. Um, we have. Bar cocktails. I'm, I learned yeah. that I could talk about that freely. Yeah, as you can Catholics. talk about alcohol. Catholic, yeah. um, we're going to have a DJ so that you can listen to music. But we have all the casino games, roulette, blackjack, craps. We're going to have a poker tournament for those guys and girls that would just want to sit off in the corner and um, play poker. But it's just going to be a night full of um, events, silent auction. Um, we are going to play a heads tails game, which is 
we've learned in the Catholic Church is pretty big. But it's going to be done by a, a Elvis impersonator, which <laughs> happens to be my husband because he owed me one. So does he know he's doing this? Um, he he has been made well aware of this. So <laughs> does he have the uh, the Elvis accent and everything? Can he do that? Well, he's been practicing. We have a costume. Um, I I had to tell him which Elvis I wanted him to be. Um, so it'll be entertaining. Which decade? The sixties Elvis? Yeah, or I wanted the 70s? happy. Yeah, healthy, yeah. fresh. So the fifties Elvis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So the school uh, it's from six thirty to ten thirty. Uh, how much are tickets? Uh, where do people get the tickets and that kind of good stuff? Okay, tickets are sixty-five dollars, and that includes um, entry into the casino night. It includes uh, the play money or the casino chips, so you can begin playing. You can obviously buy more as at the event. Um, it includes catered food um, and two drink tickets um, okay. at our bar. Um, and a raffle ticket for our door prize, which and is and then if amazing. you if you get you 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 know are gambling with the fake money and then you make more money and then at the end of the night you can use those chips to to to, to purchase things or to, how how does that work? It, yeah, you you'll cash in your chips and you'll get um, uh, tickets uh, yeah. and those tickets will be um, you can put them in any of the raffle prizes. We'll have five to six um, really awesome raffle prizes. Um, over $500, more than that. And so you just put that your tickets in those, which ones you want to go for, and then a winner will be picked. And then, so, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you uh, were telling me on the phone last week that uh, you're thinking maybe several hundred people are going to be there, three, four hundred uh, uh, tops or something. So it'll be a pretty big event. Yeah, we told the caterer 350, so I need y'all to work on that with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go to Facebook and look up uh, SJCS Casino Night. Uh, it is from 6.30 to 10.30 uh, at, uh, on, on the 29th of April, which is not this Saturday, uh, but it's the following one. And I do want to say this coming Saturday, unrelated to this, uh, is the Men's Conference. So I'm glad there isn't any conflict. Uh, uh, North Texas Catholic Men's Conference is going to be at St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco on the, all the way on the other side of town. Uh, so I, I do invite everybody to go to that. And then the following weekend, uh, go to the St. Joseph uh, Catholic School Casino Night. Uh, anything else about the school, the parish, the uh, the event that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to to, to point out? And I probably would take up the whole hour if I could talk about our <laughs> parish, but no. Well, just, we got a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, just yeah. visit our website. Um, like we said, we're a smaller parish and within the Dallas diocese, and so we are trying to make a name and show that we are bigger than what our size is. So uh -huh. right now we have the Facebook page SJCS Casino Night, um, and to help us grow. We have a, a need for our children to grow, and this is Catholic education is a way to do it. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the times that I have uh, been there twice uh, the last couple of years, and when I sat and participated in the Mass, Father James is a great homilist, and he teaches, and he uh, just has a way of bringing things down to every person's level where it's very understandable. And so, like I said uh, a while ago, Waxahachie is a beautiful city. Just go on down there, even if you're not a member of that parish, and spend the weekend, especially next weekend, and take in some of the sites. And it's going to be at the Waxahachie Civic Center, uh, Saturday the 29th, 630 to 1030 p.m., and uh, the website for the parish, I think, is stjosephwaxahatchee.com. you got to be able to yes. know how to spell Waxahachie, though, right? <laughs> There's a lot of, yes, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. But our, like you said, but 
Father James has brought in something. Uh, we've been standing room um, only at all three masses over the weekends. It's, it's beautiful what has been happening the last. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Year. Well, praise God. And so, uh, Aaron, thanks so much. Uh, glad you're in the church, and uh, also thanks to you know Suzanne, like you said, is listening, and she and her husband have been well, wonderful supporters of uh, the GRN in many ways. So thanks to them, and thanks to you. And uh, I know you've been listening more to Catholic Radio <laughs> recently, and you're saying you're really enjoying it a lot, aren't you? I am. Um, Suzanne, do not hold this against me. But, um, you know, I've known about the radio station for a while. Um, but we get, you know, we have podcasts and we have other things. And so, but listening to it um, throughout the week, it is amazing. And it, yeah. it needs to be spread more. So Amen. Well, use me as an ambassador. I sign up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, we, and we have that recorded, and have too, don't recorded, we? have recorded, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would love to. We'll, we'll talk Woo-hoo. after the show. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, again, Aaron Haney. Go, go to Facebook and check out SJCS Casino Night on Facebook. It's for St. Joseph Catholic School in Waxahachie, of course, associated with the, uh, the wonderful parish there. And I think you're going to hang out for the show as we go on to our other yes. guests. And so the Hard part's over for you. Thank you. you. I'm so nervous. (laughs) No, thanks so much, Aaron Haney. Appreciate it very much. I want to uh, turn our attention now uh, to uh, my next guest, Antonio Palaez, who is the writer and director of this movie that I was mentioning a moment ago. I was given a screener of this, and I've seen it uh, three times, and it's called Mirando al Cielo, which uh, translates into uh, looking at, at heaven. And if you go to mirandoalcielo.mx, you will find that there is a one evening showing of this movie, and it happens to be tomorrow night, Tuesday, April 18th. And uh, I can't recommend this enough. Uh, I, I just think this is a, a movie that's necessary. It's about the, the, the very short life of St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, who lost his life as a martyr uh, during the Cristeros War in Mexico about 100 years ago in the 1920s when uh, being, you know, practicing the Catholic faith was illegal. And so Antonio Playas joins us, writer and director of this uh, wonderful movie. Uh, Antonio, thank you for your time today. Are you there, Antonio? Okay, I'm not sure if, uh, if our listeners are able to uh, hear you or not, but I do not hear you. I, I apologize if uh, you're on, and so uh, Cecil's going to see if there's a button that needs to be pushed that isn't pushed. So in the meantime, let me just tell you a little bit about the movie, and then we'll see if we can get Antonio on. Uh, during the religious persecution in Mexico from 26 to 29, uh, 1926, 29, Jose Sanchez del Rio, 14-year-old boy, enlists in the Cristero Army to fight against the Federal Army in defense of his faith. In a heroic act of battle, he is captured for saving his general and taken to his village to be executed for treason. Uh, The paradox of the story is that the deputy Rafael Picasso is Jose's godfather and is the highest authority uh, of the town and who would have to give the execution order. And that is one thing that's very interesting about this movie that I didn't realize. And of course, this is a true part of the, the real story of St. Jose Sanchez uh, del Rio, who was only canonized, by the way, I think about, I want to say maybe five years ago. And, uh, but his own godfather, and they really explore this theme a lot in the movie. His own godfather is the one that basically has to order, uh, his execution. And so the other interesting, uh, twist in this, in this movie, and I wouldn't say twist, but, uh, kind of one of the themes of the movie is the relationship between, um, St. Jose Sanchez and his parents. 
because St. Jose um, decides that he wants to go and fight for the Cristeros. And imagine, uh, how uh, uh, let me bring Aaron back in. How old are your boys? Uh, okay. I had to think a little bit. Sorry. There's so many. Ten, um, eight, and the twins are seven. Okay. So imagine you're, when your 10-year-old is 14 and he comes to you and says, Mom, I want to go fight against the federal government and almost certainly die. Uh, that kind of theme is, is exploring this. And I, I think we have Antonio on the line. Antonio, are you there? Okay, I heard him. Oh, okay, wonderful, wonderful. Sorry about that. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for, for joining us on the air. Writer and director of uh, Mirando Al Cielo, uh, which is being shown um, everywhere tomorrow night. And uh, Antonio, I had your wonderful wife on with us last week, and I... I just can't tell you how much I enjoy this movie. I have now, I was given a screener. I've watched it three times. I've enjoyed it so much. And so thank you for making this very, very important movie. Yeah, thank you very much to you and to be with you and all your audience. Really, it's a pleasure to be here to, to see the film. Let's see what happens with the, with the people. I hope everybody enjoys it and can, and can see the film more Yeah, you know, I have uh, two two teenage daughters, and uh, I was with my two teenage nephews last night, and both of them, you know, they're, they're, they're faithful Catholic boys, but they're like, yeah, I think I've heard of uh, St. Jose Sanchez, but I don't know a lot of details about him. I think your movie so perfectly just tells the story in such a beautiful way of this important saint. Why, why did you feel like his story was important to bring to the, to the big screen? Well, uh, as a filmmaker, you are always looking for good stories to tell, and this is a wonderful story from from Mexico. Um, it's it's a story that has everything to be in the big screen. It's a, it's a drama, it's, it's betrayal, it's love, family, and that's why we hope that uh, this beautiful story has to be known for everybody mainly for the young people, but it's for, for all the family, because the values of, the, of, of, this, of this boy from Mexico are for everybody. You know? uh, that's why we, we had so much to, to take the opportunity to, to film, the, to, to film the, the, this, this movie, and now the time to, to show to, to the people after many years of work and efforts to get the, all the all the things that you need to do uh, uh, in order to get a, a production. Uh, and now is the time. It's too many years and it's just one night. I hope uh, everybody can, can uh, have the opportunity to see the film in the theaters. Yeah, so it's tomorrow Tomorrow night, uh, I think it's 7 o'clock pretty much everywhere, is that right? Is it just one showing per theater, and is it nationwide, or how many theaters will you be in? Uh, I, I hear that almost 800 in okay. all the uh, American, uh, 800 in, in all the states, it's a 7 o'clock. It's a 7 o'clock, <laughs> Uh, here, I am now in, here in California, but in New York or wherever the, the film is showing. 
You know, one one thing, uh, by the way, Antonio Palayas is the writer and director of Mirando al Cielo, playing tomorrow night, uh, one night only, one showing only per theater, 800 theaters across the country. Uh, you can buy your tickets at mirandoalcielo.mx, mirandoalcielo.mx, and that means looking at heaven. And one thing I thought you, you and your wife did a tremendous job with, Antonio, is the, the casting. I thought uh, the, the, the young man who played uh, Jose was very well cast. His mom had a big role in it, as his dad, his brothers, his, his uh, godfather. I thought the casting was outstanding. How challenging was it to find the right people for these parts? I don't know. We, my wife and myself, knew that the it was very important to have that particular uh, characters, the Godfather, the um, Jose, of course. And I don't know that happened so so easy. It was really difficult because we tried to send all the information to the different agencies of casting, and as soon as we see, as soon as we. Uh, Seeing these different uh, characters, this, this is okay. This is okay. It was fantastic. Really, really was. Uh, God help us in that a lot. Really, I believe that God help us a lot because uh, to make a film is a uh, so many things. And one of the important things is to to plus to plus talent. Is 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 so many talents in, in, in the film, and they, of course the characters are so important, and they are very nice uh, actors, but also persons in his life. Yes. It was a fantastic opportunity to know them and, and to be working with them. The, 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 the subplot of The Godfather, um, Raphael, uh, who, you know, as I mentioned a moment ago, he basically was working for the government, felt that there was his duty to, you know, work to, to represent the government and his profession, but ultimately had to put his godson and now St. Jose Sanchez to death. That's, that's a, a side of this story that I think a lot of people don't know. And um, th- this is a, a really interesting part of this story, isn't it? That one's own godfather would be the one that would put a future saint to death. Yeah, it's one of the parts that are difficult to believe that uh, he was actually uh, the the highest authority of the town of Jose, and, and he he had another thing that is very difficult to believe. He 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 had two sisters. They were nuns. Yeah, and actually, in the real life, he has a, a son that was a priest. You know? mm. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's things yeah. yeah, so uh, very, very strange things with the with this situation, and he prefers to keep the relation with the authority that which is his grand. Uh, yeah, his grandson and. And another important thing that I knew when I knew is that um, he was by, by, 
baptized in the same place when years later was uh, locked in a cell in the same church because the, in that time the, the government built the churches and put their horses, uh, uh, arms, and all the things like uh, like uh, yeah. The, the movie is called. No, oh, I'm sorry, Antonio. That just uh, the the movie is called Morando Al Cielo. Uh, please uh, go get your tickets. Morando Al dot mx. Uh, one evening only uh, tomorrow night. Okay, so if you're not doing anything tomorrow evening, uh, Tuesday, April eighteenth, seven p.m. You can find your nearest location. Uh, Morando Al Cielo dot mx. Um, Antonio, what will happen after tomorrow night? Uh, will it be available via streaming or DVD or anything like that? If people aren't able to see it tomorrow night, what, what's the next option? Yes, uh, the next option, bueno, it, it, uh, in Mexico will be at May uh, 11. We start in very, very tears there, and if it's in you be in different uh, presentations during several weeks in Mexico. And after that, we'll be in, in Spain. But uh, in the United States, we are looking for to have an, another presentation with the same people with, uh, and at an event. If, if we do very well, they are open to to have another screening for me and Cielo here in the States. Oh, okay. And so another one. Okay. Nice Press follows, and he wants to, to have it in the blue way and to have the book also. And let's see what happens. Tomorrow is a big night for, for us, like a producers, like a, and like a colleague, too. And uh, because our main intention was to, to have a good message for everybody that they can uh, have a good time in the movie, but mainly to take things to, to their hearts, to, to, to keep them in home, to reflect in home after they see the movie. And we are very exciting to be here in the space after several years of work to see what happens tomorrow. We are happy and we are very grateful with all the people who help us to promote this film this, all, this, all this time for the presentation of tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we're certainly encouraging everybody to go see it. Antonio Palaya's uh, writer, director, Miranda Al Cielo, thank you very much for your time. I hope it uh, is a, you know, lots of people go out and fill the seats and uh, watch this. It's a very inspiring movie, a very important uh, movie to see, uh, just to see that uh, only 100 years ago, uh, this was happening just to our south, where the, the, the Catholic faith was made illegal and people were getting killed and persecuted simply for wanting to practice their Catholic faith. And it also brought about some uh, amazing saints, including St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, 14-year-old martyr from the Cristero War. Uh, Antonio, thank you very much. I just want to give out the website again, MirandoAlCielo.mx, MirandoAlCielo.mx, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, in theaters everywhere. Please, everybody, I encourage you to go. Thank, thank you, Antonio, and thank you for making this movie. Thank you very much. God bless thank you. you very much. Okay, th- th- thank you so much. Uh, uh, can you tell I like the movie? <laughs> uh, uh, so, all right, we we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, 
I'm going to have on the line with me Father Ken Geraci. Uh He is a father of mercy, and he's got an amazing story, uh, lived a prodigal son story for most of his young adult life. And so if you have a son or a daughter or a granddaughter or grandson, you're like, gosh, are they ever going to come around to the Catholic faith? I think you're going to enjoy this story and uh, his testimony. Now he's a Catholic uh, priest, and he's coming to St. Anthony and Wiley next Monday through next Thursday. Not not tomorrow, but a week from now, Monday, April 24th through Thursday, April 27th, uh, for a parish mission at St. Anthony. He's going to be talking about spiritual warfare, uh, healing service, deliverance prayer, and also a healing mass uh, as well. So we'll talk to Father Ken, Ken Geraci right after this. Join Claritas Catholic Men's Fellowship on Thursday, April 20th for a whiskey-tasting, cured meats, and cigars. Claritas will welcome Catholic convert and former Texas gubernatorial candidate Don Huffines as the speaker for that evening's event. The event is open to Catholic men aged 18 and older, and space is limited. For more information about the April 20th event with Don Huffines and to register, please visit claritas.page. That's claritas.page. You won't want to miss the new feature film Mirando Al Cielo, a Mexican love story of faith, family, and heroism that tells the true story of the teen saint, Jose Sanchez Del Rio. The movie arrives in U.S. theaters for one night only on April 18th. It's a perfect opportunity for you, your family, and friends to discover a powerful saint in heaven whose life of faith will inspire you in your own witness. Tickets and ministry resources are available at MirandoAlCielo.mx. A new documentary called Follow That Bishop brings a fresh perspective to the importance of Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen's life and teaching. All are invited to attend the world premiere at the Hartnett Arena of Nolan Catholic High School this Monday, April 17th, beginning at 7 p.m. Admission is free and no registration is required. Follow That Bishop hopes to invigorate the cause of sainthood for Archbishop Sheen by introducing this extraordinary priest to new generations of believers. It's this Monday at 7 p.m. at Nolan Catholic High School. On Friday, April 21st, join Heroic Media for the National Prayer Luncheon for Life Hour of Power Prayer and Celebration event at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Tate Ballroom. Six outstanding finalist organizations nominated for the Pro-Life Impact Award for winning the war to protect pre-born human lives from abortion will be honored. Guest speakers include Dallas Auxiliary Bishop Greg Kelly and Pro-Life Warriors Aurora Tina Harrow and Karen Garnett. To purchase tickets, visit nationalprayerluncheonforlife.org. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, proud sponsor of this radio station. I'm inviting you to save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It is virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from a local watch party in the DFW area. It happens on Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. More details to come as we approach the date. May God continue to bless your homeschooling journey. This is Bill Kula with the Catholic Brothers for Christ inviting men 16 and older to the 12th Annual North Texas Catholic Men's Conference. Join me and our dream team of speakers on Saturday, April 22nd at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Frisco. We'll pray and learn ways to deepen our faith. God bless you and trust in the Lord to invite friends and to attend. Visit CatholicBrothersForChrist.com for details and to register. 
All right, welcome back to the Good News Show here on this April 17th uh, here on KTH, 9, 10 a.m. You know, one th- great thing about living in a big, ma- big metroplex like where we live in, there's a lot going on, and sometimes, uh, you know, you can only go to certain things, but I do want to just highlight real quickly before we get to Father Ken Geraci uh, and the, the event that we'll be talking about coming up uh, next week, his mission in Wiley, is that tonight, you may have heard the spot, uh, there's going to be a documentary that's going to play at Nolan Catholic High School beginning at 7 o'clock, and it's going to have to do with Archbishop Fulton Sheen, and this is really to uh, promote his cause of canonization, okay? And this is going to be uh, a short documentary, and I encourage you to go to that beginning at 7 o'clock. It's free of charge. You don't have to register, okay? And then also, you heard Bill uh, Kula a moment ago talk about the men's conference, which is next Saturday, the 22nd, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at St. Francis Parish in Frisco. Uh, Father um, uh, Donald Calloway is going to be there, Dr. David Anders. Matthew Leonard, uh, Dave Moore, and another guy named Dave Palmer is going to be emceeing it, so I'm very excited about that. All right, so um, next Monday, April 24th, is going to begin a parish mission at St. Anthony's in Wiley. It'll go Monday through Thursday, the 27th, 7 p.m. confessions. Well, actually, it begins at 7, but confessions will be offered the hour before the mission begins from 6 to approximately 6.50. The speaker is going to be Father Ken Geraci. He is a Father of Mercy, ordained in 2012. And we'll be talking about spiritual warfare, weapons of spiritual warfare. There will be a healing service, deliverance prayers, and also a closing healing mass on Thursday. And uh, Father Ken has quite a story, and I wanted to block off a big segment to talk to Father Ken about himself, the Fathers of Mercy, and also about what will be happening next week in Wiley. So, Father Ken, uh, thanks for taking some time with us. Good afternoon. I'm fantastic. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Nice to talk with you. I'm uh, looking at this flyer, and I, I highlighted all the things I wanted to talk to you about. And I think I've got more than is going to allow in 20 minutes. But uh, it starts off talking about yourself as as a prodigal son story. And uh, you know, people I, I think it's amazing. People see a good faithful priest, and they think you probably just grew up in this perfect family, and you never did anything wrong, and you just went to mass every Sunday. And uh, that wasn't your story, though, was it? Not no, not exactly. No, my uh, <laughs> mine mine was a, a story of a vacuum that uh, got I tried to fill with worldly things and uh, nothing ever satisfied. Uh, you know, I grew up in that nominal Catholic family. We went to church every Sunday, but never knew anything about the faith. I mean, zero. I, I didn't know about the Eucharist. I knew the names Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and that was it. And fell away and then ultimately uh, went off to business and, and through my business partner, uh, really began to find my way back to faith through his challenge. I bet you get uh, a lot of parents that come up to you after they hear your story and say, you know, my 16-year-old son doesn't want to go to church or my, you know, 15-year-old daughter thinks Mass is boring. And your story gives these people hope, doesn't it? That you, you never give up on a kid because you just never know how God's grace may shower upon them in, in future years, huh? Exactly. Yeah, it, it, you know, when I look at look at my vocation, I... I Credit my not only return to faith, but but ultimately my vocation to the priesthood are for all of you who are listening, who have prayed for vocations to the priesthood, for all of you who have prayed for the conversion of a poor sinner. Um, I, I literally was was out in the middle of nowhere doing my own thing, uh, perfectly happy being a pagan, and and incrementally God just hit me with one big thing after another that ultimately led to my conversion. So. Though we may not feel 
that we're having any effects with our prayers because the people we're praying for are right in front of us. We're watching it. We're not seeing it. But you have no idea on a daily basis how the prayers that we are offering are affecting people outside of our immediate sphere that, you know, we might be praying for a kid or a family member and we don't see anything happening. Well, know that those prayers are effective today in this moment somewhere, somewhere around the world. And you mentioned it was, uh, you know, wasn't a St. Paul falling off your horse, you know, uh, kind of moment. It, it was incremental. What was what was kind of the the final straw, or what was what finally happened? Not only that you become you you, know, you go running back to the, the your your faith, but <laughs> that you you go into seminary. What what was the, the that 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 final thing that God did? Well, let me give you the kind of the, the landmarks along the way, I, I, because because my conversion didn't start with faith. My conversion started with integrity. Um, my boss, uh, you know, I, I co-founded the Internet company together. It was a four and a half million dollar company that we received in venture capital funding. And when somewhere in this process, my boss came up to me and effectively said, you know, Ken, professionally, I have no problems with you, but personally, I do. You know, Mike is a devout Catholic, and he he said, he goes, when we're with clients or investors and you see a Christian symbol, you'll make a Christian reference. So I'm just curious, which is it? You've told me you don't believe in God, you don't pray, you don't go to church, and some of the stories and jokes you tell are unbecoming a man, let alone a Christian. And so that first challenge was to let my yes be yes and no be no, mm. and really stand for what I believe. If, if I wasn't a Christian, then don't make Christian references, right? You know, don't try to manipulate people or play people. So, so it was that first call. I, I literally remember he asked me, he goes, how do you reconcile some of the things you do with some of the things you say? Hmm. And I honestly said, Mike, I, I don't even know. I don't even think about it. And he's like, well, you might want to. And so it was that call to authenticity and integrity that was the beginning of the conversion. Uh, from there, I, I began to set out in, into studying and, and doing the intellectual work, but God also flooded my life with amazing Christian men and women, um, and, and also some non-Christians. I, I, I still remember a guy who was Jewish, a, a guy who was a Mormon. Um, I went to this Mormon church for a little while, or whatever you call it. Uh, it, it was a great people, not the best religion, but uh, but good good people over there, so... Yeah, that, that's for sure. You know, in your story, especially with Mike, um, you, you tell us about Mike, it shows the effect of a little fraternal correction. Of course, fraternal correction has to be done properly. It could drive somebody further off the cliff, but in your case, and I think in most cases, if it's done, you know, and the person knows we're doing that out of love, I think probably we err more on the side of not doing it enough. Would you, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. We're, we, we lack the courage to speak up and out. Um, the, the whole, whole society, and, and I include myself in that. I, I see many opportunities for me to be bolder, to, to be, uh, more forthcoming. Um, you know, and we've heard from the pulpit and, and from leadership way, way too much. And it's an abuse of this notion of, of being pastoral and being charitable. You know, we never accompany a person in sin. That That's one of the nine ways of, of participating in a sin of another person is by silence. And so, again, if we see our brother sinning, to call them out, again, charitably, privately, rarely, 
you know, Mike pulled me aside. He did it privately. He wasn't a jerk about it. He he just said, listen, you know, effectively what Mike said to me is, Ken, I know you're better than this. And he didn't tell me, hey, here's all the things you're doing wrong. I mean, he did. He literally pointed out the things I was doing wrong. But the invitation was to be a better man than what I was doing. Yes. And so I, I think that's the opportunity. When we go to a person, we don't tell them what they're doing to irritate us or or bother us, but we say, hey, here's a place where, where externally, observably, you're falling short, and you can be a better person. I, I see in your bio that you used to live in the Dallas area. In fact, uh, interestingly, you were a parishioner at St. Anthony Parish in Wiley, the very parish you're going to be going to next week to speak. Uh, I hope That's the right. prophet is welcome in his own town, you know, when you come back. but. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't my home parish, so so I am going to be welcome there. So is, uh, they're very kind to me there. Okay, so so what 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 period of your life were you in in the Dallas area, and 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 why so? So I was in the Dallas area, two thousand five to two thousand six timeframe, and the what put me in that Dallas area was I originally entered the Fathers of Mercy in two thousand four. And I had some health issues that came up that uh, caused me to leave the novitiate. And I was there for a year, uh, left in, in July of 2005, and with no anticipation of returning. Mm-hmm. I, I had no intentions of going back to the Father's mercy. Uh, as a matter of fact, my superiors had told me, they said, you know, Ken, God brought you here for a reason, and he's taking you away now due to these health issues. And, um, and so go go where God calls you. And so I was, I spent a year there in uh, that West Dallas, East Dallas area in Wiley and uh, praying and going to mass, going to daily mass. I took a job out there and it was interesting. I had an opportunity to take a job uh, in a high profile uh, corporation, uh, making basically the same money that I was making before I left or to take a low paying job that allowed me to go to daily mass. And uh, by God's providence and, and the way it worked out, I was able to take the lower-paying job, but it uh, yielded greater dividends. Yeah, amen. Father Ken Jurisi is my guest. He is a father of mercy, and he's coming to North Texas uh, next Monday through next Thursday, the 24th through the 27th. Uh, it's uh, going to be a parish mission at 7 p.m. each evening with confessions offered ahead of time from 6 until 6.50. And we'll talk in a moment about some of the themes that uh, he's going to talk about, spiritual warfare, weapons of spiritual warfare. There will be a healing service, deliverance prayers, closing healing mass as well on Thursday. Uh, before we get to that, Father, I'm curious, when you did discern, the, you know, going into seminary, studying for the, priest, uh, the priesthood, uh, why, why did you choose the Fathers of Mercy? You know, when I started to discern the priesthood, I had some of the best advice given to me. The, the priest asked me, he said, he said, if you close your eyes and saw yourself as a priest, what would you see yourself doing? And my knee-jerk response was hearing confessions and preaching. Mm. And because I gave something that was mission-specific, apostolate-specific, he said, you should look at religious life first, specifically terrorism's that focus, or I'm sorry, communities that focus on that terrorism. And he said, um, it doesn't mean that you're not called the diocesan life, but but to start looking at religious, also look at diocesan, but 
but that's a great place to start. Yeah. And so that's where I began to look. It was actually Ken Zamet of the Fullness of Truth conferences that introduced me to Father Bill uh, Casey. Yeah. Father Bill is actually coming to our Summer Speaker Series event on July 20th, and people are very familiar with Father Bill Casey, Father Wade Menezes, another Father of Mercy. I'm just curious about, you know, I know you all travel a lot, and... What what is kind of the the lifestyle of a father of mercy? Do you guys ever kind of huddle up and get together, or do, how often do you see these other priests? Is there a community time, or are you all oh, yeah. pretty much traveling most of the year? No, we have an amazing community life here. Now our guys travel six to seven months of the year, but during the Easter season, basically from from the week before Palm Sunday all the way through Easter, that's when the guys start coming home. So. Mm-hmm. I got home the Monday before on Palm Sunday, and there were six men here at the house. Uh, by the end of the week, there were 20 of us at the dinner table. Mm. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it's, it's just when we get together and, and we pray together as men, uh, we recreate together, we, we goof off, we work on projects together. Um, you know, it's just, it's just great masculine fraternity here. So um, we're all men of the church. We all uh, celebrate what God asks us to do and live our vows very faithfully. Uh, so it's a great community. And uh, this Easter time, Christmas, um, those are really the two big times. And of course, our community retreat when we come together. So but our guys do spend six to seven months of the year on the road. I mean, we're traveling salesmen for Jesus, effectively. So <laughs> our job is uh, is to come around and, you know, and it's, it's an interesting point because there are catechists and evangelists. And a catechist's job is to communicate knowledge and teach someone something for the sake of learning that thing. Mm-hmm. A, a father of mercy is an evangelist in the sense that we go out and what we communicate, it's all about trying to lead a person into an encounter with Christ. Yeah. And so, yes, we're giving knowledge, we're giving the moral teachings, but it's all about to create the opportunity to experience Christ in a new way. And that's the power of a parish mission, is really, it doesn't matter what level of faith you're at, brand new, your faith is in the toilet, or it's the best it's ever been, if you come to a parish mission, you have the opportunity to encounter Christ in a new way and possibly change your life for the better. Yes. The the topics that you'll be speaking about, uh, Monday, Overview of Spiritual Warfare, Tuesday, Weapons of Spiritual Warfare, Wednesday, Healing Service and Deliverance Prayers, and then a Closing Healing Mass on Thursday. I want to ask you about those topics. It seems like, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about the spiritual world, which, of course, is very important. We have a show on Saturdays called The Spirit World with Adam Bly and Debbie Giorgiani. You know, even in the theaters right now, you got that nefarious nefarious movie, and you got The Pope's Exorcist. Well, there is, there seems to be a heightened interest or awareness of these kind of topics. Would you agree, Father? Absolutely. I think the things become more and more clear. The diabolic becomes more and more clear and more and more obvious the further down this road we get. Um, you know, Ephesians chapter 6, right? Our battle is not against flesh and blood, it's against the powers and principalities and the works of the evil one. So our first battle is against sin, against the devil who wants to lead us to sin. And so to be equipped, to have an awareness of it, to have uh, tools in your toolbox without going to either extreme where you see the devil around every corner or you ignore that the devil exists at all. You know, that's what we're really shooting for in these topics. And then, um, you know, 
uh, I, I don't have a multi-million dollar budget, so I don't, I can't afford to glamorize it at all. So, <laughs> and I'm guessing this, uh, the the talk on spiritual warfare is not, you know, geared towards the extreme cases of exorcism or possession. This is really for every single person because we're spiritual creatures, and we need to, we need to know about the the, the spirit world, uh, regardless of, like you say, where we are in our life and our our, our faith walk. Yeah, absolutely. This is this. These talks are meant for the the mission that I'm giving, are is meant for people of all ages, including children, right? Um, because the the how do you drive the devil away? Uh, you drive the darkness away by making the light burn brighter. Well, children are some of the purest prayers in the church. Their simplest prayers of love uh, cast a brighter light than than you and I can do on on some of our best days, right? Yes. Um, they're just they're just so simple and and so pure, and so giving them the basic tools of of cultivating your prayer life, you know, cultivating that love relationship with God. These are the first principles of spiritual warfare. Now, when we get into if we're sensing the diabolic, what do we use and how do we do that? You know, these are going to be the advanced topics we'll get into that we'll touch on. But it's really meant to not only create an awareness, but to give you practical, tangible things that you can do so that we're not afraid going to extremes, but rather we're just rooted right in the basic catechetical teachings of our faith. Can you tell us the difference between a healing service and a deliverance prayer service? What are the difference between those two? So when when we look at a deliverance versus healing, you know, healing, we're addressing the wounds that have happened in our life, whether they are wounds or uh, brokenness that, that we've done to ourselves or others have done to us. Um, that's what the healing element is. The deliverance side is that there are things that have happened in our life, whether it is through um, fault of our own or fault of others or someone in our ancestry that have invited diabolic spirits into our sphere. And, and the internet is, is a perfect way that we invite the diabolic into our home. I promise you, turn off the internet, turn off the TV for an entire week and see how much more peaceful your house is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like leaving the windows open to your house. You know, right now in the springtime in Texas, it's not that bad. But get into the later days of summer when all those bugs start coming out, right? Um, if you don't have screens on your window, if you don't have a filter, all those bugs are going to come in and fill your house. And so a deliverance helps rid any of that, that diabolic junk that has come in. Um, you know, let's, let's take alcoholism, for example. You know, alcoholism not only has a physiological biochemistry dimension, it has an emotional dimension, but also there is the spirit of addiction that comes with that, that behavior. And that spirit of addiction, a person can undergo a deliverance prayer and be delivered from that spiritual side, which makes it possible for someone to receive, to, to take the natural steps to heal the emotions and change their behavior to overcome the biochemistry issue. And so, again, when we look at these things, we don't say, oh, all you have to do is pray to overcome your addiction. No, we look at it from that threefold area, spiritual, emotional, and physicality, and try to treat all three appropriately. 
And as far as the the, the healing mass, uh, if you could give some advice and guidance as far as what people should and should not expect uh, from a healing mass, because I know not every single person that comes to a healing mass is going to be healed of every malady and illness that they have, but at the same time, you, you want to leave that open. So what, what should one's expectations be when coming to a healing mass? Let me set the distinction first in the healing service that's going to happen on Wednesday and the healing mass that takes place on Thursday. So the healing service is basically we're going to have a series of prayers. Uh, we're going to give a bit of a talk. And then I'm going to stand at the foot of the sanctuary holding Jesus in the Eucharist and inviting people to come forward and reach out and touch the garment, just like we saw in the Gospels, that the woman and then also other peoples came forth and touched the garment. And so, again, that's an opportunity to come forward to receive the healing graces of Christ. When we're talking about the healing Mass, we're going to talk about how we can enter into the Mass and how to pray the Mass well so that we can receive the greatest healing graces associated that flow from the Eucharist into our hearts, into our bodies, also to build on what took place the previous night in that healing service. Okay. Yeah, thanks for that distinction. Uh, Father Ken Dracy is my guest. He's a father of mercy. And we're down to our last couple of minutes and just invite everybody at, you know, whether you're at St. Anthony's in Wiley or anywhere in the Metroplex, if you can hear my voice and you'd like to go to a wonderful parish mission beginning next Monday, April 24th, a week from today, uh, confessions at 6, and then the mission begins at 7 o'clock each evening. It goes through Thursday, so it's going to be four nights next week. Spiritual warfare, weapons of spiritual warfare, healing service, deliverance prayers, and then a closing healing mass on Thursday that will have a 30-minute homily. And uh, I I have uh, Mike Cole is my contact there, and he, he I know he won't mind me giving out his phone number. If you have any questions about this, you can go to the St. Anthony website, but you can also call Mike at 214-868-5254. And uh, St. Anthony Church is located at 404 North Ballard in Wiley, Texas, 75098. And, uh, Father Ken, I just want to give you the last minute or, or so to... Just make a personal invitation. I know you said people of all ages can come. Uh, what, what else would you like to say just to encourage folks to come on out and, uh, for one or all four, hopefully, days next, uh, next week? Yeah, I just want to encourage people to put God first for this. You know, if you're hearing this message right now, take this as a personal invitation, not from us, but from God himself, to set aside those evenings, to come out to Wiley, to attend this mission. You know, I know it's the Dallas area, so some of you, you know, you get in your car in the Dallas, it's 30 to 45 minutes to an hour if, if you get in your car. But if you sacrifice to be there, how much more will God give you in return? You know, what we're dealing with is not just edifying ourselves or learning something new. This is about changing our lives, becoming more faithful, developing our own prayer lives, but also not only saving our souls, but battling for the salvation of souls. We all have people that we know that are no longer practicing the faith, that are in danger of going to hell. If we can come and equip ourselves this week, we will be better off and we will be better served so that we can not only save our own souls, but also stand before God with a, with a harvest of many other souls 
that have been saved through our prayers and the blood that flows from the cross of Christ. Amen. Father Ken, I uh, would we'll ask you in a moment to uh, offer a blessing to those who are listening right now, but I just wanted to one more time remind everybody it's a parish mission, St. Anthony Catholic Church in Wiley, and I will say it's a, it's a parish that uh, Father Tony Densmore, the, the pastor there, they've uh, Mike Cohen, the whole group out there have been very, very uh, helpful to us here at Catholic Radio, and so we appreciate them very much. Monday, April 24th, next Monday, a week from tonight, 6 o'clock confession, 7 o'clock uh, talk in mission, and it goes through Thursday, April 27th. So four days next week, and you can call Mike Cole if you have any questions, 214-868-5254. Father, thank you very much. It's been an interesting conversation. I hope many people will go out and and participate in this mission, and uh, would you be so kind as to offer a blessing to our listeners? Most certainly. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless and keep you and protect you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Father Ken Geraci. Nice speaking with you, and uh, we look forward to welcoming you to North Texas here next week. Thank you, Father. Thanks so much. God bless you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Appreciate it very much. And uh, that brings us to an end of our program. I just want to kind of recap the things that we talked about, uh, we were talking about the St. Joseph Catholic Church Casino Night, which is a week from Saturday, the 29th, $65, a whole night of fun, drinks, food, and entertainment, and some uh, good uh, fake money gambling. Uh, just look up uh, SJCS Casino Night on Facebook if you want to go to that. And then we also talked about uh, Mirando Al Cielo. Put a .mx at the end of that. And do get out tomorrow night and uh, see that movie. Tonight, <laughs> you can go to the documentary on Archbishop Fulton Sheen. I'm just going to load up your whole calendar, okay, every night. Saturday's the men's conference. Uh, this Saturday, the 22nd. And what else? There's uh, so, probably something going on. The just YCP about... conference is this weekend as well. Yeah, too. the There's YCP. <laughs> and Cecil will be broadcasting live from there, 1 o'clock, with Rowena Ignacio. Yes, indeed. Uh, so tune in for that uh, Friday. So, uh, Aaron uh, Haney, thank you very much. Great to have you here. Thanks for hanging out for the whole show. And thank you all for listening. Thanks God for bless joining you. us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. K-A-T-H-9